Beautiful game described by two ugly gentlemen. Glory to Columbus! Who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you. McBride's in the box. A hard cross. McBride scores! It's 3 0 United States! Welcome to Bone and Bean United. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. And uh, look, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We, we're not in great moods right now. Okay? That uh, game against Atlanta did not go well having a bit of an emergency podcast specifically because the crew lost to Atlanta. So now there's a game three and I'm not thrilled about this beam. I'm just going to flat out tell you I'm not in a great mood. I don't blame you for that. I can't say that I'm in the best mood either, but I'm not fully surprised that we're heading back to lower.com field Sunday at seven o'clock. Like, right. I, you and I were talking about this playoff matchup where we were talking about it on our, on our radio shows. I said, as soon as the Atlanta, like we, we knew that we were going to get Atlanta. I'm like, well, we've been awesome at home. We've been okay on the road. They've yeah. been good. They love the turf. They hate regular grass. Yes, like, they the, do. Like, their goal scored on grass compared to turf. Like, it's just, it's so much different in the way that they play on turf versus grass. Like, it's pretty amazing when you look at it. And so going into this game, I'm like, well, you're going to look like I thought you were going to lose. And then you're going to be for all or all or nothing to play for on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, I should say. But right. I was going into this game, like, if you win, I, it's kind of, I hate using the term house money because you've worked all season long and you've put in an unbelievable effort with what you've done. But I was going into this game. It's like, if you win this, like, okay, then that will be a big surprise to me. I had little expectations that they were going to go in there and win this game. Yeah. I it's, I was hopeful that it could be done simply because I know they've gone there before and won. Yeah. Did that once when Zach Steffen was playing out of his mind. Yeah. Uh, but here, here's what you cannot do is you cannot miss your chances when you get them, mm-hmm. especially in that environment they had to absorb. I do think another thing you can't do, and this is one of the first times I've really criticized, I'm really going to go hard on Wilfried Nancy because I don't think this was his best managed game that he's ever had with the crew. Um, you cannot make your second half subs and then promptly for that. I mean, they gave the ball up beam I counted it was a solid two minutes where the crew got maybe a touch or Mm -hmm. two to the ball had no control of it and then that directly off of that is when they scored their actual third goal where they they had one that should have been in Mm. and uh spider-man guy (laughs) missed it just completely biffed it wide open and then four minutes later he put it in the back of the net (laughs) yeah yeah that that one they yeah make no mistake on the second chance but still (laughs) the point being that was uh, that was probably the worst like substitution and then result. We've seen some great ones where you've substitute a guy in and then he comes on five, ten minutes later, scores this great goal. Uh, it was the inverse of that completely with the decision last night. And I, 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 I have a lot of questions about what are we getting? Car- are we getting carryover on. negative bone to Sunday? Where it sounds, it sounds like to me like w- the way that you're processing this loss is that like you you sound like you're in a bad mental state now. I am I'm a little frustrated because here here's where I'm getting frustrated. Uh one is that the subs that they brought in Mo Farsi who yeah is he's he's a guy. He's he's a guy in MLS that you can he's a have jag. when you have yeah, just a guy. When you have some injuries, I don't think he is like a world beater. I also think we have got to talk about 
the fact that uh, we're not really getting the we're not getting the Christian Ramirez experience that we should be, and the reason for that is because we have Diego Rossi. You're also not getting the Diego Rossi experience that you should be. <laughs> yes, well, that's what I want to get into is because yeah. like even in in what happened where the substitutions you basically take out your midfield. I think like Aiden Morris subbed off right, and I want to say they put Ramirez there and then moved Matan back. I think is how that went. Because who did I forget who Farsi came in for, but I thought he came in for one of the the you know center backs or the you know the the fullbacks basically because he was playing pretty far back. I don't think he was playing the middle. Anyway, the point is, right when they did all that, nothing great was happening, yeah. and it was it 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 went off the rails for like two minutes solid, and then Atlanta got their third goal, and then it was like, why did we even do this? The substitution pattern didn't matter. But Diego Rossi, I know he had the assist on Cucho's goal. Let's not make any mistakes, okay? Steven Marrera made that play <laughs> yeah. by making a tremendous movement to get the ball where it was, played it to Rossi, who kind of fiddled around with it and then slid it over to Cucho, who then had one of the best touches I've ever seen in a crew mm-hmm. uniform to get himself open. Boom, inside, outside, boom, chop, bam. Like, he just... he Near post on Guzan again. Dude, it, B- Brad Guzan in that near post, yeah. he's got it. Yeah. They yeah. are not friends because Cucho keeps beating him to that side, which I did like that. But Rossi was not... Like a replacement level player could have done what he did at the top of the box there to give the ball to Cucho. He was okay. Well, that's just it, man. How many times have we seen Diego Rossi out of position where, where it's like, man, the pass is there. If someone was on that back post and Rossi's like a a step or two behind, or he's in the middle, or he's just not in a spot to get to that ball. I think it was even last night too. There was a play where Darlington had the ball was bouncing all around inside of the box. And I think it was Darlington who had the ball inside of the box and then tried to lay it off yep. to the far post to bring the play out wide yeah. and then for the ball to get in. And I think it was Diego Rossi who was standing right next to Julian Gressel, I think. And they were like, I mean, standing within a three foot box of each other and they're both pointing and looking yeah. at and Darlington for the pass. It's like, one of you should be yeah. a little bit wider. <laughs> and to be fair to Diego Rossi on that one, Julian Gressel has also not been the master of yep. his domain of late. So perhaps well, his controller died in the first game and we're still on the reboot. <laughs> perhaps he also is just, you know, maybe he was in the wrong spot a little bit too there. I don't know, but I, I feel like Diego Rossi so far is stealing game checks like that. There's no way about it, man. This is not, the amount of money that this dude is getting paid, yeah. you took an MLS MVP caliber player off the field, and the guy you've put back so far is a dude that I think you could have got from crew two. Like, the the production level. I don't think Diego Rossi's production level has made this team better. I don't think they are playing at a higher rate because of him. I feel like if Christian Ramirez was out there, not that he's a crew two player, but I'm saying yeah. that's who's come off the field for him. If you did that with a crew two player and got the same production. We'd all be screaming well, when, for Christian Ramirez to be back on the field. To be fair, when Christian Ramirez, it was announced that he was coming to Columbus. You and I treated that like a crew two player signing for the crew. Well, <laughs> fair enough. We did. Best, we're like, what? what? We did. This but, a lifer here. Like we didn't love then, that at and all. Then, and, then, and then what happened? We were proved wrong. We've become the, the like presidents of his fan club yeah. over the year. And we <laughs> yeah. talked many times about how great he's been. Yeah. Diego Rossi is for me right now. I've I've seen no reason why this move was made. I mean, I know why the move was made. Lucas wanted to go chase the money, and I get it. It's it's a ridiculous amount of money for him at an age where he probably thought he was never going to get a contract like that again. Mm-hmm. So the crew then had to say, well, who can we replace him with? And Diego Rossi was available. 
Uh, I'll give him a benefit of another. You got to get a full year, right? I, I'll, I'll give him that. Like, you know, we a lot of people wanted to write off Jonathan Mensah, his first year at MLS. It did not go well. He turned into a tremendous player for the crew for a few years, helped lead us to an MLS Cup. So I'm not going to write off Diego Rossi yet. But right now? Right now you're proving the Turkish fans who were so excited to get him off of his team. Right? Well, I see why. Yeah. If this is what you got, yeah. I, he's just, he's been a non-factor for me. Not for the, I mean, again, if he was a crew two player, I'd say he's fine. Please bring Christian Ramirez back. And I wouldn't even, I wouldn't be mad at him. I would just say, yeah, I get it. You're not that level. This is a guy that's making one of the highest salaries on the team. So no, the expectation level is for the production we're getting. It's got to be higher. And we're not, we're not there. What are his, what is he even, I'm trying to think of how many goals he's even scored for the crew. Who Rossi? Yeah. Uh, off he's top got of my head. three goals, two assists in 10 games. You okay over there? Sorry, that almost made me want to vomit. I almost had to, <laughs> I was choking down vomit. That's, I mean, again, five goals created in 10 games is not terrible production. It is definitely not the level that he's expected to contribute. Right. Right. And I know that, you know, you're not going to have a lot of players who are going to contribute 30 goals, right? One of them is playing on the other side of this matchup with Diego Almada. Like, that is a Which guy I who's. I thought you did a pretty decent job of they neutralized him yeah. at the expense of perhaps everything else we we besides also besides that other guy who they had on their team well which other one they had like yeah oh yakamakis yeah yakamakis i was gonna I had say, to hear i was gonna say yanakumpo honestly no. Kumpo, but that's a <laughs> yeah guy. well this guy is a greek freak as well man he he's tough i mean, I mean he's a he's a great goal scorer in his own right he's yeah. been very tough all year in mls and this is a guy that I, you can't stand when you're watching him because he's complaining about everything. He thinks everything is a foul. He thinks he never did any fouls. He is. It's one of those guys. He's who, definitely a dirty player who will hack you down and then go, what? I, what? Me? And, then if, what? and then he put the shoe on the other foot and he gets hacked. It's like, that's the worst crime it's, ever against yes. humanity. But he's, he's a baller, man. There's no yeah. doubt about it. He's a freak. Like this dude can play. So might want to mark yeah. him in the box too. Yeah, I mean, a guy's got 17 goals on the year. Like, Listen, man, I'm I'm a big fan. Um, I'm a big fan of Stephen Marrera. Like, yeah, I know just, what you're gonna was, say. That was that was a that was a tough that was one. that was no good. Yeah, that was they, a tough one. yeah. I I don't. It's interesting too because I he was obviously I think he wasn't brought in with you know the current regime right with Wilfried Nancy, but I think they believed and that's why they moved on from Jonathan Mensah. Like this is a guy who can play in the back Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter that he was playing more of an outside back under the previous regime. Now we think he's going to fit in just fine being kind of this, you know, three fullback kind of lineup. Yeah, The way that you're doing and you're playing the ball to Patrick Schulte more and you're being able to move the ball and you want, ideally, I mean, you want your two outside center backs to be a little bit more mobile when you, when you, when you play that style and you play three in the back and and he gets forward. Yeah. And even Rudy Camacho, right. I mean, he's not a stick back there. Like he can do some things and, but he's not going to get forward in the attack the way Marrera likes to or Zawatsky before he went down with the injury. Yeah. No kidding. Um, so I, it's a transition for him, but I, I thought he's been playing pretty well, like high level. But you're going to want that. That was some bad yeah, defending. It, well, it and I feel like the crew are good for one of those every game where they're just going to, you're going to have a guy run free through the box on a, either a cross or a corner or a free kick. And you just have to hope that guy either misses it or Schulte can step up and make a play or snag the ball before it gets to that guy. But they lose a guy every game in the yeah. box on set piece corner or just a driven ball in from the outside and and it and it's just a 50-50 if you're going to see that one end up in the back of the net or not yeah. and with 
as the announcer last night kept saying, Yakalakos, which is how I cannot hear Yakamakis' name any other way because we got, wow, hey, how's it going? Hey, I'm an announcer today. Yeah. He's probably a nice guy. I just, it's not my style. I, I do not like announcer voice guy. You don't I like, like big announcer who, voice guy? No, I would much rather have Joe. As much as I used to not like Joe Buck, and now I've come to appreciate him so much more because he'll say, first down, Dallas. And it's like the crowd. And you're yeah. like, that's, and that's all I needed because I know. Remember and it was when a great Gus play. Johnson called soccer there for a little bit. <laughs> I like, I love Gus. Yeah. He does a tremendous job it was on not college basketball and college football. He does a great job. But when he called Champions League's game and he's like, Ross, Ronaldo. Yeah. Like, all right, uh, all right man. Uh, all right. We get it. Dude. We get it. I, please, hashtag bring back Neil Sika. Yeah. I mean, my God. Like, what are you doing, Apple? Not again. I know I saw like our guy, uh, Pat Murphy. He was saying, I forget the guy's name who was doing the announcing. He was saying how this guy, you know, he's a very good dude. And he usually knows what he's talking about. There were a couple times on the broadcast though, where I thought he was saying like Atlanta with the go ahead goal. And it's like, well, they're up three to one. They've been ahead. Yeah. Like this did not, it's not total goals. It's this game. You can win seven, nothing or one to nothing yeah. or zero, zero and win the shootout. It's the same effect. It has, no bearing. If Atlanta had won that game by any score, it goes to game three. It doesn't has nothing to do with crew getting two goals at home and none of that mattered. That's but, why we, we talked to Chris Dorn. We talked to Chris Dorn this oh, morning on our yeah. radio show, of course, play by who is, I think we get spoiled and that's why we we're are picky about our broadcast. Chris is awesome. Chris does. And you can always hear Chris, of course, if it's a home game on the Apple TV app. And of course on your home of the crew, 97.1, the fan, or sometimes 1460 ESPN. Like it will be this Sunday because yes. the Blue Jackets are playing because of contractual obligations. Don't yell at us. We'll get right? it, we'll, yeah. We'll explain that more in a second, but go ahead. Um, we were talking about we, Dorn. Yeah. We get, we get spoiled by him and, you know, we, we were asking the questions like, Chris, can you please explain to everybody out there, including me, what this format is? We have drilled it. You and I have drilled it over the last like six weeks. I know. And still I'm like, okay, but if it's tied at the end of two games, I know that if the crew win the first Atlanta, win the second, no matter what the goals are that we're going to a third game. But if it's tied after the third game, do they Pen go to kick. extra time or do no. they go to penalties? Penalties right away. It's all three of these games are the same. If they yep. had been tied yesterday, it would yep. have gone to penalties right away, yep. and it will do the same thing. Yep. By the way, I'm already anticipating Sunday's going to be nervous. It, what is it, uh, Sir Alex? You say squeaky bum time? Squeaky bum it's going to be 90 minutes of squeaky bum time plus stoppage. Oh, I'm going to see. I'm to. I. I've, not I've, not because I think the crew are bad. I just feel like I'm going to be so nervous for this game until yeah. If they can unlock a goal, I also feel like we didn't get the Almeida like. Superman. I'm a boss. Yeah. You got Spider-Man last night. We did get Spider-Man. We didn't get Almedia. And I feel like that's coming. I feel like there's going to be one free (laughs) kick. That's going to have all of our hair standing on it. Like, Oh my God, please don't do this. It's going to be the 86th minute. Crew are gonna be. Uh, I don't want to hear. The crew are gonna be up two to one, and, and, and this and, sucker's gonna be put right on the left hand <laughs> side, but about twenty. And you're gonna five see five and a half yards out. You're gonna see someone holding up a sign on the the the, the fourth <laughs> referee, fourth official is gonna be holding up the sign that says "Now entering the game, Kevin Molino." Yeah. And we're gonna be like, "Oh ah! God, no, ah! no!" You know what though? A guy who I really respect and I love his opinions on crew stuff. And speaking of bring back Neil Seiko, also bring back Brad Hildebrand, who I I yeah. thought did a great job on all the broadcasts the last few years. He on Twitter has been on this thing of, hey guys, Kevin Molino, not as bad. Like when Aiden Morris sent that through ball late in the game and Yao got on the end of the one where Yao got a penalty and they never, and they just were like, no, you're allowed to just hack a guy down in the 
in the box where he clearly did not have the ball at his feet and you just took out his ankle. That they reviewed and said no penalty. I How? I have no Chris idea. Chris Dorn actually combated that. He said no penalty. Really? Yeah, that's what he said this okay, morning. Okay, I saw a few people saying that. I, From what I'm watching on the replays, again. I'm surprised that the ref on the field didn't call it immediately. I thought if it you want to look at VAR, it's like, well, we don't really know. It's going to have to stand. But I was surprised that, I mean, because he had the ball like in pretty close quarters, had the ball, I feel like, on a pretty good string. Yeah, I was surprised I, that wasn't called on the field. I, I was shocked, too. But also, but Yaliboa, to be clear, that is a mistake. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have gotten bailed out by a penalty, that ball was ridiculous, yeah. and it should have been first touch on the keeper. Yeah. No questions asked. Instead, he took a touch and then allowed the defender to and he kind of messed that up, and then the defender got back, and then suddenly he's got to get through two guys. And he still got, I thought, still got fouled. But either way, Brett Hildebrand was on the, if uh, Kevin Molino was in the game, that one is at least put on the net. And I'm, I, I was surprised because, I mean, I've not heard a lot of people defending Kevin yeah. Molino. I respect Brett's opinions on that. But I feel like I haven't seen Kevin Molino make that run in like the entire time he's been here. But at least Yao made the run and then couldn't finish it off. But what a ball by Aiden Morris. Yeah. Like that's a oof. That was that was special. I think Aiden and Darlington, you know, we start talking about keys to unlocking a victory. And I know you're gonna be in squeaky bum time. I just like I've kind of flushed last night already. That's good. I'm so yeah. glad you have, man. Because I, I, I usually like, this is a flip, because usually I'm the roller uh, you're on the roller coaster yeah. and I'm the it's all right. We got this. I got really the Diego Rossi thing is what's throwing me right now. <laughs> I feel like if that's Christian Ramirez, I'm not as worried next week. I just or now, may, maybe Sunday. maybe it's because that you have I've I've got Cucho Hernandez on my team. Yeah, like yeah, is, like we can uh, talk about Diego on my Almeida and beast everything you know that he brings to the table and obviously like winning a World Cup with Argentina. Like I mean that's a, such a huge accomplishment for a player of his stature and his age being in MLS. Like that's a guy who you're going to have to limit. I thought they did a pretty good job in this last game of doing that. But also on the other side, like Atlanta fans are going to have to worry about Cucho, who is just, uh, he's a maniac. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mer- Meredith and I were sitting watching the game last night and, you know, I'm like, all right, just let's try to push before halftime a little bit. I think it was like the 38th, 40th minute or whatever, like right before Cucho got his goal. And Mary just looks at me like she's doing a little bit of schoolwork, like hanging out on the couch. And she goes, oh, we'll score. We got Cucho. And I think ever since she, like she said that to me, I'm like, you, know, you know what, Mary? You're like, you're damn right. We've, yeah. Oh, I'm worried about this guy for Atlanta. We've got this guy. And then like a 90 seconds later, he scores that goal. And she goes, see, told you so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll tell you, man, that, that to, I know we uh, look. You can look at that final score and say, oh, they got a four to one and they missed a goal that was a pure sitter. It could have been five to one. It's like yeah. when they went, when they made the subs, they were down two to one. They, they didn't get the penalty, of course, and they made the subs and then right away gave up the goal. That yeah. The game was over. You could have turned it off. You knew it was over right then. Like, I turned it off after four one, but. Well, I'm just saying. And then I know there was a goal at the end, so they got four two. Yeah. What was uh, Arfston, right? Got the like yeah. empty net, not empty netter, but essentially mm-hmm. in hockey, it felt like an empty netter where it's like, that's nice, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. In either case, this one, you're right. Like, there is a lot to be hopeful for because Cucho, I thought, played a heck of a game. Yeah. He, his work rate is ridiculous. That's yeah. the other thing. Bugs is. He's bugs almost. He's the doing crap he's doing out of Diego me Rossi's with, job for him. Yes. Like, that's what we need. Diego Rossi, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, why are. I feel like my guy is out there like I don't want to I don't want to get too many steps in today. I already hit 10,000 on the Fitbit. Like what are we doing, man? Run your ass off. You like 70 minutes of like nothing but just 
pure ridiculousness. And and he doesn't give me a half of what Cucho does. Yeah. And Cucho is, I know in MLS, Diego Rossi could say, I've done more alongside Carlos Vela. Let's mm-hmm. be clear. Cucho is the Carlos Vela of this team. Yeah. As far as like, that's the alpha A number one. And you got to <laughs> play off of him. Lucas Zellerion was our Diego Rossi. That's right. Yeah. Well, no, Lucas Zellerion was our Carlos Vela. Yeah. 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 Right. You know, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? No, no. Now Cucho is. I'm yeah. saying yes. Lucas was our Vela, and yeah. then we got two Velas, and now we have one Vela, and Diego Rossi's Diego Rossi. <laughs> My brain it's, is about to. Explode, I'm just saying. Well, you, you know mean. what? I need. I need. I need Diego Rossi to actually show up and play. I need him to not be jogging around out there. I need him to actually give it all for let's go 85 minutes. And also, I need my subs when they get in a game not to like jog. Like that was one of the things that I couldn't believe with Mo Farsi. Like yeah. on that on that last goal, I think it was on the on the third goal where he's just kind or no, it was maybe the fourth goal. I forget. Almeida's goal. He's just trotting around, yeah. like just trying, like oh well, I guess I won't get back. It's like you. You just got subbed in. What is happening? Well, you're down three one. There's still an opportunity, albeit a big mountain to well, climb here. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I didn't think they were going to come back after the three one. I feel like it was instant deflation. But still, like, I'm not paid to play professional soccer. I'm not subbed into that game. I can turn it off with a remote control. You are actually out there to show some people that you can still. Yeah, that was not great. But he's not doing. I'm not trying to blame it all on him. Marrera had a bad game. Clearly, yep. uh, I do think that Diego Rossi, as I've made known. Not my guy. Do you think he's? Do you think he's had a bad game? Yao, Yaw, Yo, Yaboa. I've heard it said every way, and I still yeah. don't know how to say his name. I'm sorry to Mr. Yaboa, but I think he had some moments, but he could I have been better. I think he got a little bit of unfair treatment from the way that he played last week. I think he deserved a spot to play last night, like from the get go, and he. Oh, he was out there. Yeah, he started. I'm sorry, I was uh, thinking the other way around uh, with the one sub that they made. From Nancy, but they like flipped them. They flipped them positions, didn't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. They flipped them. Yeah, I think that's correct. And maybe you know, maybe that was all just down to tactics. Like I'm not, I'm not sure what the the tactic was from Wilfrey Nancy. I'm sure that it was like, all right, absolve this pressure for the first 15 minutes. Like you know, it's going to come. And Atlanta was like shot out of a cannon too. Oh, like, yeah. They were moving around, and I mean that ball's moving at like 200 miles an hour there on that turf. Um, and then I thought they settled into the game pretty nice, but when uh, your guy Yakamakis got on the score sheet for the <laughs> first time. It's like, okay, uh, this is not ideal. I think really that if you get to halftime, if you got to halftime at 1-1, I think maybe that game's different. I don't think it's a runaway. I don't think it's 4-1 at one point. I think that's entirely different. Maybe you see some subs or maybe you see some uh, you know moving, around of, uh, moving around of things if that game's 1-1 at halftime. And I think it's a lot different than what it was right before they got that goal. And then the crew were obviously pushing and they got beat a couple of times. Yeah. I must be wrong on that because I guess did Yaboa not, I guess he didn't start. I guess I'm wrong. Cause yeah, I guess Gressel or yeah. You know what? Cause Zawatsky, that's right. Yeah. He played a lot of the game, but Zawatsky had to come off. That's right. Yeah. I, I look, I, I forgot they put Yaboa like, yeah, they put him in the, they had to flip flop guys because of Zawatsky coming out. That's right. So yeah, you're right. I was wrong. I thought he started. I was totally off on that. Good job out of you. Hey. Bad job out of me. My two eyeballs. Great. They're not letting me down. No, you're right. Glasses aided, but still. Yeah. I was, uh, I'll say this. I was enjoying some of the bourbon. So I was Were a you? little, I was a little bourbony last night. So that's fine. But you know Back what? when I you was bourbon? You, yeah. A little bit of that. It's good. I enjoy it. How was it? Tasty? Yeah. Thanks it's, for it's, the invite to the event. Appreciate it. You're always invited. You should know that. 
I didn't think you'd want to, you you've got a you've got a young child at home. I didn't figure you were coming out a lot to these things. <laughs> and then by the way, also for everyone, thank you to those if anyone came to our back to back when I was bourbon event that Common Man and I did on our radio show. Uh, I felt bad because some of the people from the station came and then they would like stand in line to talk to us because there was a wedding reception line essentially to come greet the bride and groom, me and Mike. Yep. That's how it went all night. And I was I felt bad because I'm like, you shouldn't you are a coworker of mine. I, I mean, I I want all the fans. Like watch the fans, what you say. Watch the what fans you say are here. waiting in line because yeah. they never get to talk to you. Call, yeah. Talk to me all the time. Just you don't have to stand in line. You can just stand over here with us while we're doing this. That would have been fine, but no. Anyway, it was it was a nice night. We had fun, but yeah, I drank a what lot. Is it, of what does it taste like? Um, I mean, well, when it tastes like bourbon. Yep. But it's 110 proof, so Ooh. it is a little bit on the the hotter side of yeah. the bourbons, which I like. Uh, definitely, I get a little bit of caramel notes to it. Not as much of a. You know, some bourbons have more of like the fruity kind of like ch- cherry flavors. Mm-hmm. Not a ton of that. I get a lot more of the 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 sweet tones, but not as much uh, the savory sweet, not the like kind of sour sweet. Compared to like sense. a Knob Creek then for me. Blows it out of the water. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, they're both Knob Creek's great. I, I, yeah, I, I the Knob Creek's one of the hotter the, ones. The that... Knob Creek gets a lot more cinnamon for me. This I didn't get as much of the like the cinnamony fireball type of taste in it. It's still got some heat to it, but yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's enjoyable. I, I, but I'm a big fan of Russell's reserve. That's what this is. And uh, usually though, I get the 10 year, which is in like 90 or 95 proof. Mm-hmm. That's more my speed. 110 proof is a little hot for me, but I still, this was very drinkable. It's even when we got it at the uh, distillery, it was very drinkable. So for a 110 proof, I say it's about as drinkable as you're going to find. So. Are you going to be drinking on Sunday while watching this game? Because uh, of necessity or? I am de- I have to decide if I'm going or not. Okay. I have to try to figure out if I want to do the ticket thing and try to take the kids and really make it a day. Yeah. Or if I'm going to be, if I'm at home, hell yes. Yeah. And if I'm at home, then there may be some live videos afterwards. Depending <laughs> on the result of this game. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> just may happen. But did you see I actually posted pictures pictures to Bone and Beam United? I did. I did see that. I tried to actually do your something. Your tattoo looked nice. It was you next to Alex Matan. Yeah. There were which, a couple other ones like in I was there. using a hostage video. I know that was very yeah, nice. Yeah, he said, please, God, save me from this crazy <laughs> man. At least I'm not Diego Rossi. Yeah, no kidding. Well, see, I met Diego Rossi, and look, it's been all downhill since then. Yep. So there you go. All right. Uh I don't know. Do we want to do more? Do we want to just call it a well, let's, podcast? Uh, let's get to neighbor Eric's question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Neighbor Eric's got a question. I forgot. I'm sorry. We can do other things on the podcast beam. I'm, we're kind of figuring this out on the fly because it is just kind of a one-off emergency podcast thing. But Is it emergency or did you happen to have Thursday off? I also do have Thursday <laughs> off. <laughs> Was this pre-planned? I'm not sure. No, All right. it's an emergency podcast. Emergency podcast. Uh, neighbor Eric's question of the week. Um, last week it was, what is it? Is it easier to score a... A hat trick in soccer, hockey. We both said soccer. Uh, said question for next week. LOL. Uh, that's not a question. Nope, that's just that's what he said. Three here's, letters. Here's his question. It's the year 2030, and the new commissioner of MLS wants a major expansion that includes relegation. He has assigned you to choose two cities less than 200 miles away from Columbus to be added as two new teams. What cities are you choosing? By the way, 200 miles is about as far east as Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Detroit, and south as Lexington, Kentucky. Here are my two choices. I'm choosing Toledo and Millersburg, a.k.a. Amish country. That was neighbor Eric's choices. 
<laughs> Amish FC would yeah. be quite a thing. It would be pretty good. They're barn raising on the sidelines as yeah. you're like watching the game. You've just got a bunch of guys building the stands. Each week they build another section Can't of stands. Can't play Sunday nights because no. of lights nope. and using electricity. Right. Can't do that. That would be that would be a challenge. I think they'd have to figure that one out. Um a lot of day games, yep. I think. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's not where I would go. Um not saying it's wrong. No, no, no. But I'm actually going to pick two teams that already exist in cities that are drivable. Uh, one, I would pick Indianapolis. Yep. Indy, Indy 11. Uh, I've always had a good time in Indy. I think it's a great town. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily want to live in Indianapolis, but I go there for the Indy 500. It's a it's it's a very good pro sports town, mm-hmm. and I tons of like infrastructure for hotels and downtown, super walkable, really nice. So the Indy 11 thing I think would be a great addition to MLS, especially if they were to – I don't know, put that game at like Lucas Oil if they yeah. were to play there to start. Not that I'm a fan of that. Just saying they could start there and then hopefully get a better stadium situation down the road. Uh, the other one, though, is Louisville, which I think is in 200 miles. We're just talking about bourbon. So you'd have that. I love that town. Louisville's a great town. Yeah, it's a good town. But you've seen their stadium. They have for the, uh, what is their, uh, Lou City FC or whatever they call it now. I forget what they have renamed their team to. But their USL whatever team. They have their own stadium right there off the freeway. Yeah. It's right near where the bats play. Their baseball stadium, they're not far away. It's a beautiful complex. And it's it would, right like off the river, too. Yeah, it's right by the river, right by the freeway, very accessible, and right next to downtown, so you can easily get to it. I mean, that to me is, those guys could be in MLS, and it would also piss off Cincinnati. Yeah. Because <laughs> now you'd have that little rivalry right down the road, and they'd have to deal with that. And I'd, I'd love to see Louisville like start being better than them. That'd be hilarious. I think Detroit for me, I I like Detroit as a city. I think that was, pre- are they getting an MLS team? Was that confirmed? That was uh thought. And then I, it like that, that gone away that folded. I want to say there was a, there was a big push to do it. And I think the Ford family was involved. Yeah. And then it, they were going to play at Ford field, right? Yeah. And then it, but they were going to acquire land. And I want to say, uh, Dan Gilbert, I think, was involved the too. Cavs owner? Yeah, the Cavs owner, I thought, was involved in that at some point. And then, yeah, I, I don't know if that's still. I'd have to look that up. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, Detroit is uh, same thing. Their their downtown's great. They've kind of redone that a bit. All their sports stuff is right there, centrally located. It's very walkable. I think that would be. I think that would be very cool. They could and be the Detroiters. They could Motor City FC or whatever. No, maybe. call them the Detroiters, just um, like that show. And then I know you didn't say Pittsburgh. Because you, as a Browns fan, don't like uh, anything with Pittsburgh. And, of course, the Jackets fan not liking Pittsburgh and everything else just basically not liking Pittsburgh. Uh, we went to Pittsburgh last year, and I found it to be awesome. And I Pittsburgh. know that the, the Otterhounds or the Riverhounds or whatever their name oh, is called. Like yeah, They've yeah, got yeah. that stadium right down by the river. I know that Eric went when they played mm-hmm. in uh, the U.S. Probably Open Cup, Cup yeah. when we lost this past year yeah. uh, to them. But like that looks pretty awesome, too. So you're going west. I'll go north and east. I'll say Detroit and Pittsburgh. Yeah. I uh, I have nothing against the town of Pittsburgh. My best friend Josh Gretz lives in Pittsburgh and is has made his home there. He's a Browns fan, but from here moved there yeah. for college and never left. And it's a wonderful town. Every time I go, I find something new. I enjoy. I mean, I've been to Pittsburgh to visit him dozens of times. I feel like, like it's have it has a bit of an identity crisis, Pittsburgh, because it's like blue collar, corn fed. All these different stuff, and it's like you kind of have not, East, like you kind of have East Coast city mentality. That's really not what I get when I I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's like the outline, like the the suburbs of Pittsburgh are very much like like a steel belt kind yeah. of town. But then you get into the 
like the areas of their downtown and it's like yeah you could be in chicago or new york or philadelphia like it could be any of those places tons of great different restaurants and like a vibrant city life nightlife it's it's a fun town to go in i'm i'm not disagreeing with you at all we can't let them into mls though because they would be like every other team we have here is black and gold yeah and we'd say (laughs) sorry about that you can't have that's already been taken we were sitting in a black and gold I'm studio. I'm sure that Jimmy has would actually show. love to give that to yeah, them, though. No, it's... did I? I'm sorry. No, no, no. You know what? We we I don't know if could Jimmy Haslam afford a name change though? Because I did see on Twitter there was a whole big thing where the Nordecker was like, "Please, if you know where our flag is, some children, six youths, absconded with the flag, and if you know who these children were, find them and beat them to death and take the flag back." And I was like. Wow, this well, and I and I thought I've seen tons of flags and things that they've made for the Nordeka, and these are handcrafted pieces of artwork. Yeah, yeah. people spend their hard work, time, money to make these things. Tifo so, sweat. Yeah, like I'm, I'm like, God, that sucks. That's I hope. Th- I mean, again, I, I feel bad for whoever took it. Maybe they just didn't realize the importance of it. But do the right thing, bring it back. Then I found out it wasn't that. It's in fact one of those giant like silk screen Printed. like carabiner crew logo flags and i instantly was like oh i do not give a shit if this ever comes back like (laughs) i could care less if that ever gets returned no offense to the nordeka leadership and all that i thought it was like someone made this thing that i care about someone walked away with a corporate flag jimmy haslam can go print a billion of those and not sweat it so i don't i in fact steal every flag I'm kidding. Don't Words steal. Words from T-Bone. Don't steal, steal everything I, in the stadium. No, but I just, I. <laughs> That's what you said. It, no, but it's, I could not have cared less Why after the end of that. you ransack the pro shop too while you're at it? They can afford <laughs> no. a replacement. You know what I found out about the pro shop? My buddy, uh, see, I know every, I know lots of people that work there. Elliot works in the pro shop. My buddy, Elliot. Yep. I've met him before. Great dude. Nice lot. Yeah. He, I didn't know this. That pro shop, not owned by the Haslam's. It's run by a company that runs like merchandise, like they run owned by like fanatics. No, not even. I don't even think it's them. It's owned by a, like a, a regional company that does, among other things, they they manage stores like retail establishments yeah. in a variety of different places. Some of them are malls, but I think a lot of them are pro sports teams. Hmm. And so they run these pro sports shops in arenas and stadiums. And that is actually who you are buying from when you go to a crew game. You're buy- now they they work with the crew obviously they have the rights to sell all this stuff but they pay a lot of money to be there and then you're buying it from that retail entity that's huh. technically who it is if you look at the receipt it doesn't even, I don't think it's going to say like you crew, know Columbus crew. the crew like yeah. it's going to say whatever the name is of that little company just never knew how the sausage was made but that's apparently because I've seen people complain about the prices of and things Bone I'm like doesn't care about the sausage he says steal it <laughs> no don't steal. hey man that's what I heard what I'm saying is the Haslam's can afford it I don't know if this like mom and pop company <laughs> that runs the store I don't know if they can afford stuff like that so I don't, don't know steal from the don't, no, steal from the don't shop don't steal anything I'm just joking I'm just I had like when I heard this all this big kerfuffle I was like oh my god this is awful and then I realized ah oh, no it's just a Jimmy Haslam carabiner flag that <laughs> They probably should have 10 of. Uh, well, that sucks, but buy another one, Don't I guess. Don't check my trunk. <laughs> yeah, I stole it. I'm actually, I was, I look like six youth stuffed yes. into like one person's clothing. <laughs> That's what I look like when I'm walking around. Way to fat shame me, everybody. I appreciate it. 
just trying to just get a flag. A really big turn. I was buying soup for my family. <laughs> now and for then I've used it, and then I've used it in a riot. Unfortunately, no. All right. Uh, do we want to do more? Do no. We just, let's done. call it a day. All right. That's it. Emergency pod over slash. We already planned this, and it just so happened to be an emergency pod. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. It's Bone and Beam United.